Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, oh yeah, and I did. We're live. We're live. All righty. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Yes, this is Melinda. I'm with with Gigi here, and we are going to be sharing her story. I'm Melinda from Hope When There Was None, and we are sharing survivor stories, coaches, therapists, whoever is an expert, whatever that wound might be. Maybe it's a miscarriage, divorce, abusive situation. That's what we cover here. So it's Soulful Sunday. We're going to dig into her story. When I heard it, I was just blown away. And I'd ask her to start from the beginning. And it might be a little triggering for some people. So just a warning ahead of time. Not that it'll be explicit, but just if there's littles around, you might not want them to hear. So honey, go right ahead. And we are just keeping her for her anonymity in the blinds. So you go right ahead, honey. Do you see my hand? I don't see your hand. hand. Oh my gosh. No, it looks like vertical blinds. It's weird. I literally did my nails for nothing now. Okay, <laughs> no. Um, so where do I start? Well, I think the first part that had me really interested was when I was about 12 years old. Um, my, I, I went from being super skinny to like, damn, voluptuous in like the course of a year. And I remember my mother at the time, she was always abusive prior to that, but she... I guess I was getting too much attention from gentlemen when we would go out and things like that. And she made the comment of, um, if you think you're so cute, I'll cut up your face with a razor blade and no one will ever look at you. Mm. And I was like, wow. At the time, I didn't realize it was a bad thing. I just thought it was typical of her behavior. Mm. And um, I just was so used to that. And that was also the year that I had contemplated suicide at the age of 12. It didn't go through because luckily I had my grandmother, her mother was like my savior. And um, yeah, so from there, I was always a little insecure about myself. And surprisingly, what made me not insecure and gave me confidence was when I began stripping, dancing for dollars. That, then I started realizing, wow, I'm not unattractive. I'm not um, this messed up person. I am, you know, and I had control and power over my looks and what I could do and how I could use it. Yeah, because basically as an exotic dancer, as you want to call that, which I always think is so weird. When you think of an exotic dancer, you think of a snake charmer. I do. And that wasn't it. (laughs) You know, it's like you would, you had control over the situation and how someone treated you and what did you want to do. And that was my mindset. And I learned how to have that control over. And it gave me confidence. And I was like, wow, I'm not a jerk. Yet, I have to say, my first boyfriend, when I first started doing it, was a manipulator. And he would tell me things that no one else would want me because I was a stripper. And I should be lucky I have him, yada, yada, yada. 
And it took me a lot. And then I started realizing, no, that's not true. And I dumped him, <laughs> and, which was good. And yeah, so it just goes from there. So I want you to ask me questions because, of course, I can go on for like five days about and myself. And that's fine. That's, well, let me ask you then. So you had that. That's a pretty deep mother wound. I can't imagine telling my children that. How is your relationship with your mother? Is she still living? She's still living. Uh, we speak. I had to move back home uh, three years ago from the West Coast back to the East Coast. And it wasn't something I wanted to do, but I was, you know, this, uh, another topic, you know, going through a divorce. And I had to reestablish a relationship with her only because I'm taking care of my grandmother, her mother. So with that, we have to talk about things. But Every now and then when I try to get, it sucks because I'll get comfortable with her and think like, oh, it's all good. And then she'll do something and it just triggers me. Mm. And it's to the point where I just don't need her in my life, but she's in there because of my grandmother. You know, and that's the thing. And I know that if, God forbid, if anything were to happen to my grandmother, then there's no need for me to have a relationship with her. Now, I know when we talked to, so I already knew the answer to my question, but I know for those that were watching, do not. So that's why I may mention that. But I know you also mentioned that um, your mom had told you you need to get over this. Why are you still harping? I'm just paraphrasing what you said. Yeah, that's true. She did say that. And she wants me to just get over it. Like, you need to move on and that that was the past and that but I'm like you're not you haven't changed as a person and you may in my heart I know that I'm a good person I'm a forgiving person but if you haven't changed as a person and I don't see you doing anything then how can I forgive you you can always say you're sorry but the years and years I mean she apologized she said you know I was a bad child she said I was a good child she was an awful mother I mean there was the times I remember once we had one of these um, doors where you had to use the key to get out and the key to get in, the front door. And I get in and we were waiting for a pizza delivery. It was just her and I in the house. And she couldn't find the key to open the door. And she opened it and the pizza guy goes, your key's out here in the door. And my mother like, grabbed me and like hit me in front of the pizza guy and was like, you ding that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know. And this was a time where people didn't say anything. No one had a cell phone to like take a picture or report right. someone, you know, and she left me out like that. And she used to brag to the neighbors. Yeah. You know, I kicked her ass, you know, da, 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 da. I'm like, at, at the time I just thought I was an awful person. And I would never be loved. And I, but then I forced myself to want her to love me. I forced myself to do things to make her love me. And I thought that, you know, I gave her a, um, a ring once for Mother's Day, and it was this beautiful ring. I met this lady who made jewelry, and she put this mother pearl stone, and it was like this beautiful gold ring, about 18 years old. And I had, by this time, I was living with my grandmother. I had moved out of my probably at 15, and I was staying with my grandmother. Um, and I gave her the ring, and my mother took the ring and threw it down the long hallway, and was like, I would have rather had money. And I was like, wow. And I was like, okay. And that's how she would even open up cards. Like, she would open them with the opening towards the floor to see if money. 
And I'm like, you know, and it just, and I just kept feeding into this. And it took me leaving to move, to move 3,000 miles away out of my element to realize that's not the norm. You know, like, I think if I had stayed in this area with them this whole time before moving, you know, the West Coast, I would have always thought this is the norm. And I would have just been in that circle. You know, I probably would have had, I probably would have been abusive to my children because I would have kept it going. Which is so crazy because her mother, my grandmother, never hit her, never spoke to her that Treated her with the utmost, you know, gave her everything she taught, credit schools, boarding schools, everything. And so, yeah, it was definitely like, yeah, messed up. <laughs> and it had to do with her, her, the men she was dating who were abusive to her, the drugs she was getting broken. You know, like, I don't think now knowing marijuana doesn't make you angry, so it has to make you spicy and sweaty and hurtful and all that, you know. Because oh. marijuana doesn't make you angry. It makes you hungry and warm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and it makes me want to scoop you up and just give you a hug. Oh, my God. Now, I'm going to ask, which I don't think I asked you before when we were talking, where had your father passed or were they divorced your mom and dad he was around, he was around um but you know that's the thing he was able to support me and she could have taken his support because he had an amazing job she could have got child support for me she could have gotten things done like my braces when i was i needed braces my teeth looked like a raggedy spent and and she didn't get braces and he could have gotten them but mm. she didn't force the issue yet. So when I was 15, I got my own braces. Wow. Yeah. You know who I worked for? I, I told him I was 16. Uh, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I worked for Chick-fil-A. So I suffice it to say with all of their other people don't like their issues and everything like that, me, I don't eat meat anymore, but I might... <laughs> It's always, it's always good to me. So I can't say yes. I bought my own braces at 15. Wow. I know. I was making little down payments and stuff. It was funny. I saved up all my money, made little down payments, and got my own braces. Yeah. Wow. So you became such an adult when you were still a baby. I did a lot. I mean, and now I feel like I'm so lazy. I'm like, oh, God, I used to like work so much. I was such like a hustler and working constantly because I wanted a better life for myself and I didn't want to keep, I didn't want to ask anyone for anything and I never did. You know, I never asked anyone. So I felt, I always felt proud about that. This point in my life right now, needing to stay, you know, went fully in my grandmother's home and stuff like that. This is the first time I've been a child having to depend on you. And it sucks. Hate it. <laughs> yeah. And just for clarity, you're not stripping anymore, but and you didn't fall into what some ladies do with drugs I, and drinking. No, you know, I was one that no one knew that I was doing it. I was so secret scroll because I didn't want anyone to judge me. Because I knew that during that time it was people were judging what you were doing. But I knew that I was making more money than my friend's parents. <laughs> you know, I was yeah, and I had 
in fact, this is also prior to uh, cell phones and the internet. So it was so more, so much more taboo, and you were treated with with much more respect than you are now. Like I had judges at times, I had state representatives who used to come in and see me, athletes, you know. So I, but you kept it secret, and you knew not to. It wasn't when they came in, you respected who they were, and you didn't try to, you know, blackmail them. It was a secret. They were there, and that was it. And when they left, you left it alone. You know, you didn't go tell people like, oh, guess who came and saw me? This is, you kept it to yourself. There was no need to put on, you know, out there. <laughs> you kept people secret. I had a job who used to wear women's underwear underneath his robe. He used to come in and visit me. And he was so nice. And it wasn't a sexual thing. He just wanted to talk and just. We would, so we would look at catalogs of the women's portrait in the champagne room. And like, it was so non-sexual. Like most of these men who came in at that during that time just needed someone to talk to and try to tell that this man order. So when that happened, it was like, oh, okay. I mean, the state representative, he would come in and tell me things that he probably shouldn't have, but I kept it to myself. You know, uh, things that were going on, and I had a, you know, that's the, that's how it was back then. But you kept, you respected people's privacy. You don't when they confided in you. It was like a doctor-patient privilege. Right. <laughs> so I would love to do it now as opposed to then. You know, and I kept everything a secret. My family, I mean, my mom knew, um, but when I would date someone, they didn't know. I didn't tell them beforehand. Now I'm going to ask you about a certain somebody in an airport. Okay. I, I am oh, going to yeah. bring it up. So what brought me and what's um, the subject of my book? Um, so yes, me, she is writing a book, by the way. I'm writing a book. It's called The Reluctant Swinger. Um, about three years ago, on March 7th, 2018, coming back from vacation at the airport, um, at the time my husband was separated, we hadn't finalized the um, I could home. He was always on the phone, he was always chatting. He was always, um, so I, it was something I knew of, but this time we were on a five day trip in Iceland and he was on his phone more than usual. Like whenever we would get somewhere with Wi-Fi, he would go there. Like it was constant and he was snippety when I would ask him about it. So finally at the airport, he's putting on his shoes after passing customs. He picks up his phone before anything else, you know, texting and whatever. And I'm just like, wow, is there someone you would rather be here with instead of me? And he looked at me, mind you, nothing to have, this was our first trip in five months. We had spent so many other holidays, birthday, my birthday in January, Christmas, New Year's, his mm. mother's birthday in January, his parents' anniversary in October, all together doing things, Valentine's Day. He looks at me with such hatred and he goes, yeah, when we get back home, I have to use this language, can I use this, try to use this word, this profanity, but his exact words were, yeah, when we get back home, I want you to move the fuck out and I want you to get your shit and move the fuck out on the divorce. 
And I was standing there like, what just happened? And we're in the middle of an Iceland, Icelandic airport. And he's saying these things to me. And I just look at him and I thought it was a joke. But I knew, even side, I knew it wasn't a joke. But I was shocked and I tried to play it off. And I said, well, then I'm getting alimony. And he looked and he says, well, you'll get it in a body bag. Mm. And I stood there in absolute shock and he got up and he just walked off. And I, and I was just, and so then I had to, he, we didn't speak, he got in line for the, um, the plane, and the craziest thing was, my best friend was on the trip also with her husband, but we didn't go the same places, we were just on the same flight, so we didn't see each other throughout the trip, but I saw her and I was like, you just asked me for the divorce, and she was like, what? And I was just, in, so I had to sit next to him for the nine hours flight back. What made it so crazy when we got to when we got to our seats. I got in the seat first, and then he came, and because he was somewhere else, and he put his headphones on, eye eye mask on, and went to sleep. And I was like, looking at him, like, I this is it? Are you serious? Like, just for nine hours, and sitting next to him after he says this to me, it's absolute silence. And I was just so yeah. <laughs> That was pretty crazy. That yeah. was, that was. Now, was he, he wasn't physically abusive to you, but he was pretty now, emotional. He was, he was never, he was, he was, I'm, I'm in astrology. He was a cancer, so he was crabby. <laughs> but he was never, like, I literally didn't know. We was, I mean, how can you say that to someone when you're with them for so much during before that time? And it just comes out of the blue. And it was, we had been together for seven years, married for uh, four and a half. So it was just like, what? And it was all because he wanted to be a dom. You oh, know, I forgot all wanted, about that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And he, and he claimed there was no one else. Um, so that night, when we got back to the to our apartment after this finally, you know, that horrible 11 hours of like, you know, silence from him mostly, we get back to our apartment and I'm like, what? He's like, you know, I never loved you. <laughs> I just, he's like, can I give you, it was the seventh or sixth or seventh um, that he asked me and he said, can I give you like a couple grand so you could be out by the end of the month? And I'm just like,
been in the apartment that you need first. No, so I said, you know, you're inviting this and that. And so uh, that's why I came to the East Coast to stay with my family for a little bit. Oh, my goodness. And, and you mentioned him being wanting to be a dom. You were engaged in swinging and the BDSM community. Yes, I was in, in the swinging, not the BDSM. He wanted to do that. That's, we tried one-on-one, but that was not something I was into, I think, because it triggered the abusiveness that I entailed as a child. The, the time, I didn't like that, the confinement, the submissiveness, the, him, you know, it, it, and for another thing, I couldn't take him you know, you bought and got had someone with the different than our partners that we could be with. He was not someone that I could have felt that was a dumb personality. It could have been the fact that, you know, I had done laundry <laughs> for so long. <laughs> I didn't feel as though he was that. So I faked it for a while, you know, pretending to be the submissive person for him. And then I just couldn't do it anymore. And I told him that he was allowed to go out and meet a son and have these relations with someone who was actually into it. Um, and that's what he did. I said, your only rule is I please your protection. Let them know you're married and don't send it right out. I was never a jealous person. Um, I believe that you can have sex with someone with your feelings. And if you can separate the two, it can just be sex, and then you can have to actually know. I, I know that kind of works in my personality or whatever it could be, but I do believe in the separation of the two. And so, and I know that I was like, okay, if that's what you need to go and to be a better person, because he, there were so many other aspects of him that were great. I, we were each other's best friends. We were together all the time. I didn't feel as though that if he went and got instead inside, a step on the side, that he would have left me. I was confident in our relationship that we would still be together and that was just something he needed. And, you know, and then we talked about it and he would, you know, he met this young lady and he would say, okay, I'm going. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I would use those nights to like do a facial or go out with my friends and I didn't speak once. Um, but I, and then, you know, apparently it, um, it, that blew up in his face because she didn't, oh, she found out that I knew. That's what happened. She found out that I knew and I was okay with it. And she was, she didn't like that part. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we were on, we were on a trip in Thailand and I knew, and I was like, oh, let's get her a gift. I was going to get her, they had this man was making these, um, this necklaces, and I was like, oh, let's get her one that says, you know, fuck, <laughs> or something from Thailand, let's get her little trinket. And he was like, okay, he thought it was weird. I said, no, let's get her something. She's your, you know, you little, let's keep her happy, because if, if she's keeping you happy, and I'm happy, and we're all happy, then that's great. And um, she's a college girl, and I saw her pictures, and yeah, and but then I found out also that she was um, bipolar. So, and I also wondered about that with her personality, and then how she broke it off with him was kind of rageaholic, like, like you know, like so it was kind of crazy. But 
I just thought this is the perfect person for you. This is great. You know, it went on for about two months. And they saw each other maybe every other week. You know, and he would, you know, rent a, um, she had roommates, he would get an Airbnb or his home. And it would just be a couple hours. It was never overnight. And that was it. So I was, I know, I, I, just, <laughs> I just was never jealous, which I don't know if that's a, should I put that on my, my next um, dating profile? Not jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. No, I, I think that there comes a point in time where, you know, in that relationship, at least for me, where, I, and we chatted about this, I really wanted him gone. So it's like, okay, please, someone take him. <laughs> don't care who you are, take him. So I know I didn't have a lot of love loss or feel really jealous. He tried to make me jealous, but I, I wasn't feeling it. It made me sad. I felt unwanted. That was how I see, felt. So I'm sorry. See, me, I did I always thought that I loved him, but I realized I really did I wasn't in love with him. I just liked the comfort, I liked the stability of coming home to someone and having someone there doing something for someone, cooking keeping the house nice for them, little things. And I really thought that if I let him have his way and do whatever he wanted, he would just get tired of it and be like, okay, I've gotten it out of my system. It's a midlife crisis. I'm done. You know, because he was in his 40s. So it's like, how much longer can you get? You know, and that was the thing. Then we did do some couple uh, swapping, not swap, full on, just soft swap. I never went all the way. Just um, or so never, you know, but and that was something else. He was addicted to. He was, and what's so crazy is now the woman that he left me for, gave let him, with, you know, this magical woman for the, the month that you know the duration came telling me he wanted to just release. Was this wonderful? Woman. He wrote in blogs about her. He told his friends about her, how great she was and how submissive and how the sex was so wonderful and she does everything. Now, she moved in. She's miserable. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't, doesn't clean. Sorry to say this. This is not being um, being bad, bad in a moment. She's gained all this weight. She gained a ton of weight. She doesn't do anything. She stopped working. She doesn't do this at all. He hates her. He literally said to me, we started talking. I mean, you know, because he apologized, and I was like, okay, you know, I, I didn't forgive him, but I'm like, I had to move on. But he was so miserable. Like, she doesn't, she now has to do all the house cleaning because apparently she has, she has a rash that gets on her arm when she does dishes. And I'm like, this woman, she was living with him. Now, since I moved out in June 2018, she hasn't paid any rent for two years. <laughs> she doesn't do any cooking or cleaning. I mean, she does the cooking and no, nothing else. And he hasn't, they have no sex. She doesn't want to do anything. All their crazy. Karma. Things. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's karma. It's such karma. I told him that. And he says, all. He's only he's only had one other person since that, and that was like not even good. Yeah, he messed around. I was like, did you tell her? He was like, no. I'm like, but she's supposed to be this open person. We're supposed to share what we've been doing. He was like, yeah, no. He he's actually afraid of her. 
<laughs> because she is crazy. Well, she's a redhead. Redheads are crazy. I have some redhead friends, and they will like they will cut you. They will see the smile, but they will cut you. And even the sweetest one is just has no family, no friends. And I'm like, yeah, because she's an awful person. You need to to this, and he, he actually witnessed her and her ex-boyfriend fighting in a bar. <laughs> and her ex she's like 5'2", and her boyfriend's like 6'5", and she needs to go fast. so afraid, like, I don't know what she's going to do. She'll probably set the whole house on fire. I'm like, yes. And she does nothing. And it's weird, because when I went back, I saw some of the neighbors and they're just like, God, we miss you so much. She's like, she walks around naked with the shades open. And it's like, oh what God. the hell? Yeah. And he's just like, he's so miserable. The other day, he's like, I have such evil thoughts about what to get, how to get rid of her. And I was like, you're karma, buddy. This is what you get. This is really good. You had it good. And you know what's so crazy? I'm still getting gifts from his parents. Are still filming Christmas. I know. My cat just got a beautiful box of like all these toys and stuff from his mom. <laughs> Everyone is still Team Gigi. Everyone is still an old girlfriend of his from before he and I met. She was so upset about what he did. She was like, You can come live with me. <laughs> Some of the people, some of his friends who I met through him were so disgusted. I didn't ask them, and they didn't, I didn't tell them what was going on. They just knew something was wrong. And they were just like, they just, they just moved away from him, and they've all been on my side about this, which has been wonderful, but it's like, that's pretty sad. He lost all of his friends. He has this, I'm like, this is your karma. This is your karma. You did it. I mean, you know, it's like, wow, even his parents were just like, is he on drugs? And I'm like, no, it's not. But you would think that would be the only thing you think. Like, did he hit his head? It was just like, just like that, like, bam. And the next day after he um, he said all that, he got, like, he literally went to, he went to bed. The next day he would leave without saying goodbye, hello, come in the house, do whatever he wants. And he was just like, who is this person? Oh, are you finding a place? Did you find a place yet? Do you, you want you need to move? I and then when I put my things in storage, I have photos of me lifting heavy things while he's in his garage watching me move mm. without helping. You are such a jerk. So yeah, that's his name now, jerk face. You <laughs> 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 used to be lover on my phone and now it's jerk face. <laughs> Oh, it should. And none of his, what's so crazy, none of his friends, the girl that he's with, they all distanced themselves. They would yeah. tell him, like, hi, but you know what it was? Here's, sorry for this part of the language also. She loved anal. That was a big selling point. I mean, that was a huge selling point for him. And I was like, why is that so important to you? Like, go to prison. You'll get it there. <laughs> Obviously, I'm putting, threatening 
in me. It's gonna get you in jail. Like, those were the things. It was it was crazy. And so now I've been three. I've had my things in storage for over three years. Three thousand miles My life has been uprooted. And yeah, it's it's crazy, but I'm trying to make the best of it. And um, yeah. <laughs> Well, if somebody out there is listening and they're single because you've been single for a little while, what advice would you give them since since all of this now for what three years now you've been you've been single? Yeah. Well, then oh, and then of course, you know, I joined a couple dating sites right about uh, in twenty nineteen, early twenty nineteen, and early, late twenty nineteen and early twenty twenty. But then look what happened. I was stupid. COVID. I was like. I just when I was ready to start dating, putting myself out there, moving happy, and I was just like, oh, thank goodness I have a shower massager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I should, if anybody ever watched the uh, Seinfeld, the episode where they did the, they did the celibate test and they tried to not have sex with time and George became super smart. Yeah, so it it has not been anyone you have no advice for how to be single because it is not fun. <laughs> you know what? Pets. Pets really do help. Pets help. Keep it. Really does. My my cat. Even though she knows me most of the time and judges me, like right now, she's looking at me and I'm like, what are you telling me to the story? But it has to really help you just basically just, and also having a good support system if you can find it, even if you have one friend. If you don't have that one friend, write those feelings down and just know that it will get better. And I know that it's going to get better. I know. I have faith that it's going to get better. It's this is just something that this is just a law and everything that the next person is just going it's gonna be perfect. Because I don't think that he was my soulmate. I don't think I think that it was just I was really comfortable and we just had so much fun together. We love to travel. We would stay in for like weeks at a time together and do stuff. So he was more of my best friend. And he makes joke of asking if I would ever get back with him. I was like, if you won the lottery, I'm just millions, you know, sure. But I did the first because I cared and it was, you know, comfortable and it was loving, loving, you know, relationship. And but not anymore. No, no. So that's yeah, that's my story. Morning glory. <laughs> <laughs> And just for anybody, like I had somebody asking, uh, is something wrong with your camera? No, Gigi is actually, it's not her real name. And she is incognito for her anonymity. She asked, she wanted to share her story, but we were trying to figure out how she can do that. And she doesn't have to have her webcam on, but she does. But some something's wrong with the camera anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's okay. Also, she want, but, yeah, she wanted to be yeah. uh, incognito. So it worked out good. But, but also I tried to use my Mac. I have a really old Mac. But it still works for everything else, and it would not. It's it's a 2008. <laughs> but it's good. It still works. But for some reason, I can't um, upload. I can't um, up, update any of the um, browsers. Oh, that's, so, that's it's fine. Yeah, it's 
off and keep doing what I need to do, which is great. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> it. You know, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully soon I'll have another computer and we'll do a part two of this. <laughs> yes, yes. So if anybody would like to reach out to her, and just message me privately and I can share that information with you. Again, we just wanted to make sure she keeps her privacy and um, until she's ready to, to do that book and share and that. We'll talk, yeah, and then we'll talk about how I catfished my husband for three months. Yes. <laughs> I don't, if you have me on again, because that'll take too long to talk about. <laughs> well, he, yes. the reason I catfished him, I'll, I'll give you a synopsis. Um, was because he kept telling me that there was no one else. And I finally found out that there was someone else. And I needed to know what was going on, what, how did this happen? And it was a stupid thing for me to do. I went down a rabbit hole. But, but being this persona that I took on, I got to find out things about him that he never told me. He had been unhappy for two years. He had, was like living this double life for six months, like this webcam girl, sending him gifts and money and plotting to get rid of me before that. Had, before he told me in March, he had told someone in December that he was planning on having me out before the summer so that she could move in. And this is a webcam girl that he was sending money to. So all of these things I found out from taking on this persona of catfishing him. He never found out that it was me. And I never told him. But it was also a way for me to find out when he was coming home, what he was doing because for some reason he told everything to this person, this my persona, everything. I mean, wow. everything. He shared pictures. He told me stories about the woman he's with. So many things. He told this person who wasn't, he never knew, he never met. I made up, I found pictures online to make myself up. And he told this person everything. And I didn't know anything. He would sit next to me and not say anything. I mean, he did tell me once, so I'll be leaving, going out of town for a week. And that's, they were going on a big, they went on a trip together. <laughs> so I'm just, yes, I, I did do some, some craziness. You know, we all do that. We all do dumb things, you know, when we're going through the breakup, pending breakups, even afterwards, you know, spying on their interview, social media. And yeah, I've done some, I've done something similar. Yes, I have. Yeah. So truth, truth yeah. be told. Yes, truth bomb. I'm not going to say to who, but yes, I've done similar. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we all go down that but it helps. I, I, I found it helped me get clarity on what was going on. Was like, oh, so this is it. He's really a jerk and it had nothing to do with me. It wasn't me that was the problem. I no, did my own in not communicating. And that was something that was so important, this lack of communication that we did not have. I am a talker. I love to talk. I'll tell you anything. He was so close off. He always said, I didn't want you to judge me. I didn't want you to judge me. What? Free reign to do anything he wanted. Like, literally, how many guys? You had three ways to do whatever you wanted. How are you going to judge? You know, I mean, he, he went with couples. You know, he swung along with couples. I don't know what he did. I don't know what happened. But I never judged him. I didn't kiss him that night, but I didn't judge him. <laughs> 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 he 
like, oh, okay. That's, that's what's happening. Ooh, it really gave me the willies. <laughs> now, I get a comment from Joe. Joe says, I, can't, I catfished an ex-boyfriend and the girl he was cheating on me with. I would have to change my name and be incognito too. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not alone. I'm not alone. Thanks, Joe. It's a small club of us. Yeah. That's awesome. No, yeah, I had to. You have to do what you got to do sometimes. Right. You have to figure it out. And it wasn't maliciousness on my part. I didn't cause him to send me money or scam him or tell him I loved him or anything. I basically was a persona and who was there to talk to him and tell him, you know, I made up stories, of course. My persona was a 24-year-old girl who's married to an older man. That was my backstory. And I rushed in and I had broken English and... And I, yeah, it's a, that was my persona, and I could never see him because, oh, my husband would catch him. We have to, oh, and then I would make, well, maybe tomorrow. Oh, darn, I can't, you know? The little things. There's <laughs> <laughs> something happening where I couldn't meet him, but I never, you know, totally let him on. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was, I found out, I mean, it gave me clarity to know who the person I had been with for so long, seven years what I had been. I'm like, wow, I have been. the different websites they had been talking about me on. Literally yeah. writing things, I'm so glad to have gotten gotten rid of her. Like like wow. It it was it was pretty it was pretty awful. They were yeah. messing, you know, I can't wait till she moves out. I can start my life. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Ha ha, he's done nothing. <laughs> he's done. <laughs> he has uh, he has broken his shoulder, his foot. He's gotten sick. He didn't work for a long period of time. He had to go on disability. So he hasn't had any money. He, yeah. So he has had karma. And yeah, that's <laughs> a bad time. He's, you know, broken up. Yeah. Some bad karma. And it's nothing I have done, put it on him. It's not, yeah. Mm. Right. yeah and, and Joe, going back to Joe, she did cross. She cost him a chunk of money. And I've heard the story. It's hilarious. I stuffed, and I shouldn't be laughing at someone else's sadness. Like even him, your partner's their ex-partner, but I can't help it. <laughs> so Joe says, I stuffed his over, his trip overseas. He had a non-refundable tickets and had to pay extra for a motel. He never knew it was oh. me and even brought me back a present. I call it my war trophy, laugh out loud. <laughs> wow. She, Joe rocks. She's awesome. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> She's like yeah, the he queen. Didn't, he didn't bring me anything back. He didn't bring me anything back. He didn't get anything. The jerk. Yeah. I, did I do anything? No, I didn't do anything too bad on his trips. Um, oh, I did use his toothbrush many a times in the cat litter box. <laughs> and he had... Okay, here's something else. Oh, these are the I'm remembering now. So he used to take over the counter um, erection pills, and I filled it up with um, probiotics. And, um, and yeah, probiotics. So there was nothing happening. And I remember him writing to my persona saying, "Yeah, these pills aren't working. I'm gonna have to get a prescription." 
um, another time, he had said some awful things about me on, on a website. And I was like, oh, okay, you're going to say that? So I did mix up a bunch of laxatives, like chewable, because they were going away the following day. I found out they were taking five. So I mixed up a bunch of chewables in his milk because he always I put it in his milk, and he they had he had so many stops on the drive up. So that was pretty good. He was like, "Yeah, I think it's long to go." For some reason, I must have ate bad. Yeah, you did. Sure, you did. Yeah, my last la lady laxative. And I said, well, it's, "You ever see the movie? Um, the three women are or they are all found out they're dating the same guy and they get some birth control pills." And I said, oh, there's some boobs. You like them so much. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that, that's my story. Yeah, I, there's probably more. You know, I have to go. I'm going to leave you on that note. On the note of diarrhea. Oh, gosh. And Joe says, I think you're my soulmate. <laughs> Soul sister. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it was, it was the pink ones. It was the lady laxative. So when he ate it, we could see it. Because that's all I made sure he had the fruit. Well, on that note, we're going to end. I know you have something to do. So. I have things to do. So bus now for blind children. But um, so, well, it, this oh. was wonderful. Great. And thank you so much for having me on. And we'll oh, talk I appreciate you. you coming on. I do. I and, appreciate you coming on. And if you ever need me again, you know, we'll set something up. Oh, you got All it. Right. You got Bye, it. Bye, Joe. Be strong. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and end the broadcast. Stay on for a minute, though, but I'm going to end. Thank you for watching, tuning in. Again, if you have any All questions right. or want to reach out to Gigi, by all means, message me privately. Bye.